Hello, everybody, and welcome to a live interview here at Behind That Suit featuring the homeboy, Chris Chrome, who, uh, I don't know, for those of you who have watched the channel would, would probably know Chris Chrome for a quick minute here because... Well, the guy's just been in a bunch of reviews, and he's just been involved. In fact, what y'all might not know is I don't make the thumbnails. I didn't make that starting soon sign you were just staring at. I sent emails over to Chris over here and go, Chris, no, I no, they said thumbnail. <laughs> and then we just, we just go like that. So I thought it would be fun to, A, just make sure the technology on Twitch works proper, but also to have a little chance to give Chris Chrome his his moment to shine. Because, Chris, are you a Montreal rapper? I am a Montreal rapper. Well, we'll get into that, but I am a Montreal rapper. What do we get into? It's a yes or no question. Because I don't I don't like to consider myself that, just as, like, a rapper. Like, okay, so that's a Montreal a, artist? A Montreal artist? Creator. It's fancy. Okay. So yeah, the answer was yes, everybody. So Chris being a Montreal artist over here is basically a qualified person to be up on the interview. Not to not to say that we're exclusive to Montreal, but let's say the artist or contributor or I want we want to talk to like anybody that is, you know, got a story to tell, mostly related to the music scene. But Chris, we yes, have it's just it's exciting part. for me. It's been a minute, right? Because straight up, straight up. COVID came and Chris hasn't been able to come here mostly because of the law and the complications and all that. <laughs> Chris, you don't need to chat with the chits. You talk back. You know, we we talking at the chat. But, yo, if you have I questions, I'm not talking, feel, talking. Free, feel free to, like, throw it up in the chat as well. You know, you can do that to everyone watching. And if you're checking this on YouTube, you may as well want to click on twitch.tv slash behind that suit. Hit that little follow because you never know who we're going to interview next. But, yo, I got like 15 to 20 names on the whiteboard. So stuff finna get lit. Next interview is coming Wednesday, November 11th at around 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On that note, I think we should get into it. Mr. Christopher, yes. where are you from? Let's start at the beginning. Let's bring it back. Where yeah. are you from? So where am I from? I'm born and raised a uh, Quebecer. I was born in the South Shore in Delson. Uh, I knew this was going to happen. So, yeah, you can see my cat there. I apologize. It's because she was climbing up on me. But um, no, you, you planned this because you knew having a cat there would get us some views. Good man. <laughs> Well, there's that, and I'm not allowed to close the door. The cats are like kids, right? So if they know I'm talking to somebody or they hear me consecutively ta uh, consistently talking, they're going to want attention too. So I can't really close the door on them. I got three. Anyway, the point is I was born in uh, Longale on the South Shore and uh, mm -hmm. uh, for, forgot the hospital name, unfortunately. Uh, and I lived in Delson for my early ages, literally like – infant one two and delson yeah. is just south of montreal we can assume well it's it's delson is in the south shore uh south shore is, is consisted of like delson la prairie it's all like the suburbs basically i should have said that it's so more we'll the suburban it area the greater montreal area so close to fuck enough all right fair enough fair enough uh, so I lived there for a little bit and then my dad actually got a job, uh, working for Nike, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but like not Nike directly, he was working for sneaker stadium, uh, which was, if 
again, this is all like I'm probably really off it's on this, so- but uh, we ended up moving to the States at a young age. So, so you actually went down to the States. I lived in the States. Yeah, my brother was actually born in the States. So I've what lived states? in the States, uh, New Brunswick and New Jersey. I lived in the state of New Brunswick and the state of New Jersey. Um, New Brunswick as in the Canadian province? No, there's an actual state called New Brunswick, New Brunswick State. Wait, what? Or I know. I, are, are we I'm sure probably about wrong. This? We got we got to Google that. Let's Google. I'm, I'm we, like, we, we, we I'm like Google that. Fairly All sure that New Brunswick, like Dakota. I lived in the state of. Jer- I lived in the state of Jersey. New Jersey's a state, right? And then I lived in New Brunswick. That's what my parents kept telling me when I was growing up. Uh, um, honestly, I know it sounds New Brunswick. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to argue with you, dog. Nah, I'm just dude, saying. I'm not even. Nah, it's totally I didn't fine. even know it's there was totally a New fine. Brunswick. It's, it's okay. So New Brunswick is a city in New Jersey. Everyone. New well, Brunswick I I just, is this. I guess I just is, lived. I don't know. All, I always thought we all learned together. Honestly, um, it was so long ago, and it was a part of my life that just. It was so simple. Like it was just I was a kid. Like. Not much really happened. You know, you woke up, you pooed your fucking diaper, you did what you had to do, you know. So let's jump ahead just a little bit then. When did you come back to Canada? Oh, shit. Uh, Grade three. So I was like six. I'm born in November. I'm born in November. So um, the 29th of November, 1993. So... um, that like the whole school system thing right so like because you're born in november you have to like miss a year or some shit like that so when i came back to this when i came back to canada i was in grade three must have been about six seven yeah about six seven if i can remember uh but also because um there was this whole discussion with like the principals and everything because of the fact that this, the state's education and schooling system is obviously different than canada so they couldn't really like I kind of did grade three twice in mm. a sense, like once in the States and then once here. But ever since then I've lived in Canada my the rest of my life and it just kind of blended all together. So you've basically been in and around the Montreal area ever since making you a Montreal, can we say it? Creator. That's I how think, we do this now. <laughs> actually, it's funny you say that. Um, there's a really big difference between you and I. Uh, I say that because I've known you for so long and you live in Montreal and you grew up like in Montreal in that like that island true, area. Did. Right, right. So um, I would consider myself more as like a South Shore kid because it's not this. I, I find it's not the same thing as the city life. Like for my Absolutely. brain, I look at it like. Montreal. When you say Montreal, you're thinking like night buses. You're thinking metro, like metro subways. Mm-hmm. You're so thinking- when I'm that, I would agree with you as like a citizen of this area. But for the sake of the bigger conversation, oh, no, I, w- to I was going to bring that up on YouTube and that. all that. I when I think Montreal, I include Laval, the South Shore. No, Hell, of course, of Rigo course, is. Practically Montreal. I mean, it's really not, but it's practically Montreal because it's English and it's somewhere close to Montreal in my head. So it's Montreal-ish. I mean, for sure, because like I have family in Toronto, right? So every time I go there, they refer to us as the Montrealers. So it's it's. Mm. I, I knew that term. Like I know, I understand where that comes from. I just wanted it to be so like. F- for the sake of simplicity, you're a Montreal creator. Do you have an American citizenship? Your lady friend Bonnie would like to know. Uh, not that I know of. No, I don't have an American citizenship. You would, you would I think, probably like, know that. 
I would probably know it. I know my brother does. My brother's got two. Like he's fair. got Canadian and American. All right, so let's move into the music side of life just a little bit. Okay, so Chris, you're in Montreal. You're in grade three, or sorry, you're in the burbs south of Montreal. Uh, when did you get into music? Is this like, are you one of those people where music has just been this presence in your life since it was a young thing? Or are you the kind of guy where, you know, you didn't really care much for it? Were your parents busting out the classics? Like, bring us back to your childhood and, you know, a little bit when music became a force in your world. I got a question before I answer. Um, when you say music, do you mean music as like a whole, like just music as any genre or more hip hop? I'm saying music because, yo, it doesn't matter what kind of create-tour you are. Uh, you're going to have a point where you started consuming music and fell in love with it in the first place, right? So yeah, that's the so place we're trying to get to. As far as I can remember, uh, I've always been music. Uh, I, I know that that sentence may not make sense, but I feel like I've always just been surrounded by music. Um, my father's West Indian. My okay. mother... My mother, they're both born from uh, Montreal, Canada, Canada, Montreal, Canada, Montreal, Quebec, whatever. Uh, but my father's West Indian. My mother uh, is also uh, half African or at least island. I just don't know from where exactly. Um, just never something that ever really brought, brought up, but that's on me. Uh, so I feel like my dad and my mom were really, and not that their background or culture has anything to do with it, but I feel like they did play a lot of music while growing up like it was just a thing and my dad just always had music playing so like there's a new question i want to start asking everybody and you're going to be the first victim of this um i I realized recently that club bangers so whatever whatever's a club banger today it's basically mom cleaning music one day right because if you think about it whatever your mom was bumping when she was cleaning up that's what she was dancing to in the club because that was that turn-up energy and whatnot. So I'm curious to know what were some of the mom cleaning bangers and by virtue maybe your dad's version of that that you uh, you grew up with that would have been like shit you heard all the time. My mom uh, – my dad's a really hard question. I mean my dad wasn't really like a cleaning banger. Uh, <laughs> mostly my mom really cleaned, right? Um, my dad – I'm going to start with my dad first. A lot of it was like just hip hop radio, uh, uh, American radio, uh, like uh, Sirius XM, trying to get satellite radios and stuff like that. So uh, because, you know, he was always in the hip hop scene. He was uh, growing up. He was uh, like DJing. He was in the clubs. He was this, that. So my my so love your for dad was a DJ. My dad was DJ for uh, his school for like three years. He ran the school student body. Uh, he was like, my dad is like, he was on sports. He's like the super cool kid, techie nerd guy. Like, he knows everything of everything for no absolute reason. Like, okay. he'll play soccer with you. And then in the middle of a soccer game, if you're like, yo, uh, you know, Robert, uh, what's going on uh, with my computer? He'll just stop the game and be like, what, what's happening? Because I can I can build your computer. Well, there was a time that my dad could probably build computers blindfolded. So, like, he he's always just been that type, and I strive to be like that a little, uh, a lot. Actually, not even a little bit, a lot. Uh, so a lot of my music from him, I guess, was hip-hop, just kind of who he was. He wasn't really in the streets, the streets, but living in long gale wasn't like the easiest for him so yeah there there, there's that kind of where that comes from i got a lot of his music from the from the car radio though 
So and your mom, the cleaning bangers, <clears throat> all all R and B, uh, Usher, Luther Vandross. Mm. Uh, that I forget his name, but the big black guy who won uh, American Idol. Uh, Ruben? Yeah, Ruben, Ruben stuttered. stuttered. Yo, Ruben stuttered. So just a quick tangent. That was like a real bonding moment for me and my mom. Like a real serious bonding moment for me and my mother because she has this weird love of music, but like has no idea what music is. But she's just, she just, knows what sounds good and what is good and what makes her vibe and stuff right so we were watching like american idol growing up and all that shit and she was like falling in love with uh with uh ruben stuttered and uh i called it i was like he's gonna win she's like nah nah i love him but i don't think i'm like he's gonna win he ended up winning and i swear to you like the day his album came out she bought it and we were just listening to it on repeat for like four hours like we just back and forth like we were just both there so content and it was such a real connecting moment with my mother it was super cool um yeah but i wanted to also say something with that i think oh because you said can you just re-say your question again um what's your mom's cleaning bangers no 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 the original con like the original question that you're gonna ask everybody something about like, like the clubs that was the question the, the club songs that turn into cleaning bangers they're the same songs so I feel like that in itself also has to do with like eras and age and shit. Cause like my mom is like 50 something. And when my mom, I feel like was in, um, like in the era of clubs and times like that. Right. There was a certain vibe for her and like the women, I guess around her and stuff like that, that they really felt was super cool. Right. And as they got older music, that sounds like that ends up being like that. Cause my mom right now, that's what I'm saying. It. That, no, but wait, wait, whole... wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. So what I'm trying to say is, is like the club bang, like, and it depends on the club you go to, right? Like there's some clubs that have like specific type of banger music and some clubs like the heavy gangster banger music, depending on where you go. So if I throw on a gangster heavy banger club, whatever you want to consider it, my mom's going to be like, turn that shit down. But, nah, nah, my nah. Point, my, but that my point is, what was your mom's club bangers? Because, but that's yo, what I'm saying. No, but that's but what I'm that, trying but, to say. So, but, like this, but, this club but the, it's it's implied that everything is going to be relative, right? So, right, that's right. that's the reason the question is what it is. Because it was this this epiphany I had where I realized everybody who grew up and listened to whatever when they were 20 dancing around, whatever that may be, is likely what they're going to be throwing on to find energy when they're 35. You know, that that's it. So you're absolutely correct that it's going to be a super relative thing. That's yeah. why it was it was your mom's, which was R and B. That's what she was vibing to. Trust my mom had disco. My mom's but bumping like, the disco, she so she would throw on the a, disco. My dad like Zeppelin and like, shit. Radio, though, like her 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 preference was R and B and like that type of smoother stuff. But like she'd also put on the radio. So like one day in more in my teens, she was like, "Oh, you know that song with Wiz Khalifa?" And I'm like. Why? And to be clear, my mom is like straight edge. She don't smoke. She don't drink. Well, I mean, she don't. Wiz Khalifa so, was everywhere. No, but I'm saying like I know that, but I'm saying more like for my mom to turn around and ask me about Wiz Khalifa, it's like okay, you really do just like like music off the radio. Like you don't really go searching for music that what you like. You you just aimlessly listen to the radio and then you like what you like. Because I'll show you a bunch of Wiz Khalifa tracks that. You won't yeah. like, but are they all young, wild, and free? Because I'm pretty sure that no, was the it song. was. 
No, it was uh, the one with uh, S Club 7 or fucking Maroon so 5. Saying, okay, but they did a song with Maroon 5. You do a song <laughs> with Maroon 5 and every mom in the world is going to be on board for a minute in that era. Um, anyway, all I'm trying to say is that's uh, it's all like – it was just an interesting question to me at least because I think it's part of like that musical history and that musical journey that like leads you towards your own taste and preferences. It all kind of starts with childhood and whatnot. Bonnie over there in the comments is asking if they ever took you to concerts. Uh, my my very very oh shit oh okay, shit give it? me a second give me a second wait wait, wait. well I, my a... my very first concert was Rihanna. All right, ever Maybe. my dad my dad took me to go see Rihanna at the um... the Bell Center. Nah, the inflatable. Higher air b- blub b- balloons that go in the thing with the fire in the air. They mogul okay. flab. The okay. hot air balloon festival. I don't know what that is, but that's cool. Oh, anyway, so she was performing at the Quebec uh, hot air hot air balloon festival, and that was my very first. Uh, I know that was my very first concert. After that, my mom took me to go see Usher for my birthday. Usher is fun. It, I, I mean. mean it was Definitely fun. I think... not what you would expect from most men nah, to have nah, as their concert you know trajectory, but you fair know enough. What? You know what? Actually, I think it was a really cute thing because my mom, like, again, me and my mom have hard time kind of connecting with certain things. So her closest thing to rap is, yeah, by Usher with Ludacris and Little John. Mm. So she's like, and because she always played it in the car, I mean, I can recite. Oh, like not right now because I have not listened to it in a decade. But it's also I can, maybe like, I bad was for copyright. To... For sure, for sure. But I was I was able to like recite and sing along. So she really, really, and I had a blast. I had a blast. It was a great performance. Usher does a great performance. I think everybody can can vibe to you. Remind me. That's all I'm trying to say. That is true. That is true. Um, Fair enough. So with concerts, we have this general sense of your parents love music. It's around. I guess a lot of radio was in your life, which is what it is because we all grew up not with that, just, I think. Not just that. Not just that. Um, so my mom's best friend is uh, Bayesian from uh, Barbados and all and all that island. And we're, like, really, really close with that family, too. Like, her her best friend is my aunt. Like, you can't get any closer when an older when an older woman, like, you know, wipes your ass as a kid so um i call her mom true. and everything yeah she's she's the, like she's a she's an amazing person uh they were always playing dance hall and reggae and and all that genre so i had like that growing up in my life too so music for me was everywhere my grandmother used to listen to country so like even just sitting in a car with my grandmother trying to ignore it, it's like you can't ignore the different guitar sounds, the pianos, which is where I developed my love for piano was all the country music. My grandmother not forced me, but like just like to listen to. Fair enough. Um, so when did you decide I'm going to start being a rapper? Sorry, a creator. Uh, well, we can start with rapper first. The creator was only around when I met you, to be honest uh back in like whatever five six years ago seven years ago whatever but um it's a really kind of complicated twisted story so well the beautiful part of this is we have all the time in the world to walk through your beautiful dark twisted fantasy 
Beautiful. Kanye. Right. Okay. So quick my question. Father, Do y'all yeah. think Kanye has a chance in 2024? Do y'all Fuck think? That. I don't even care. Yeah. I don't even care. Nah, nah, it's about me now. It's about me now. Fuck Kanye. He gets enough press and enough like publicity for being psycho. Uh, no, I'm good. Um, so, okay. One thing I do want to discuss is because my dad is visibly black. Like when you look at my family, the four of us, me my brother, my mom and my dad, he's the one, he's the, he's the token black guy. He stands out. And before um, I actually started grilling him and getting a lot of answers of like where I come from and stuff like that in my history, I always tried to figure out, you know, like not figure out, but I kind of really always associated myself as like a black guy as like, that's who I am. I, I, I'm part of that culture. I, and it's, it's kind of twisted because for me, the only real way that I was able to get that culture was through MTV was through 106 and park on BET, which personally is a blessing and a curse, uh, a blessing because it did enter my It did allow me to open up my mind and expand my view growing up as a kid uh, on all these things. I used to watch like the Marlin twins, right? No, uh, the Wayne brothers or whatnot. They're their show too. So, and, and fresh Prince. And I was always trying to be in with like the black crowd. Right. Um, I say that because my love for hip hop and becoming a rapper came from this stupid, stereotypical, superficial social media pushed bullshit. You know, black people become rappers. Mm. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to say that and get killed for it. Like, I'm not trying to say that. I know many, if your story is. I saw on TV that black people were supposed to become rappers. I identified as being black. I wanted to become a rapper. I mean, how is that so, anything that's controversial? That is your I'm story. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really making sure, like, the point is out there that I'm not trying to say, like, this is what I believe because I don't believe that. I know, I know a lot of like successful black people. I think who you're don't just saying rap. that you're were as an impressionable young person influenced by the mass marketing efforts that maybe a lot of people but not just that hold on hold on hold on but not just that right so like i said my father also used to listen to s uh, like sirius xm so there was a lot of like rappy stuff there plus my dad liked rock him mc hammer uh you know most deaf and so he he did listen to this dmx uh where my dog's at and um mm-hmm. Uh, nice stop, drop, shot. What? Uh, stop. Rough drop. Riders Anthem. Don't sing it. Don't sing it's it. It's not Rough Riders. That's not Rough. That's Rough Riders it? Anthem. Is it? Okay, my bad. It my is. Bad. So anyway, um, that was playing in my life too. So all, so there was essence of hip hop everywhere, and that's kind of just what I gravitated to. Uh, the look, though, the way that like the whole P Diddy era when he was like taking over and everybody looked like that and all the flashy shit. That's kind of what I was brainwashed to think it really was. And I thought it was cool. I thought it was hard. I was not the hard. I'm not the hardest kid. A lot of my music is super emotional. A lot of my music is super psychological. Um, has a lot of dream essence to it. Has a lot of spiritual essence. Uh, has a lot of love, romance, when I say violence, it's more like dark thoughts, suicidal thoughts, uh, you know, violence in terms of like toxic relationships and shit like that. You know, times that I've been a certain way as a man or even as a young man growing up. So that's kind of who I always been. I'm not this tough guy on the street. I don't come from that life. To be clear, I come from 
I don't come from rags to riches. My story is the opposite. I come from riches to rags. <sighs> like it's it's really fucked up. It's really fucked up. But I'm actually proud to say that because I come from, you know, my own bedroom, uh, you know, plasma screen TV in my house, you know, like Super Nintendo the day it came out, PlayStation 1 the day it came out. My dad had all this shit. Uh, I had like three cars all the time. Every year there was like new three new cars. Mm. I was in drop tops with my father. Uh, you know, I had the ability, like, you you know, some kids are like, oh, you got to open the door. My dad was, like, letting me and my brother jump over to whip, like, gangsters and shit, like, just super cool. We were, like, renting games all the time. I had all, like, life was good for me. Mm. But that's not what I wanted. Like, you in some real... to be good. It's not that I didn't want life to be good. It's just I grew up, I grew up spoon-fed and not taught how to f- spoon feed myself okay and that and that that's like that's like deeper for for the people who think i'm being simplistic who listen to this i'm not talking about like i can't feed myself i cook i clean i take care of my life i i know i'm still here i'm 26 so i did it but like bro i still have problems calling the doctor to make a fucking appointment is what i'm saying okay i know you know okay. like as most millennials we probably do which is fine but i don't think that that is appropriate. Uh, I think at a certain point you should be able to do that. And, and I didn't really have that. I didn't really have that. My dad tried to really put me on the, like you're independent shit. But then every time I started doing independent stuff, it kind of just felt like, well, no, that's not what we want you to do. Like I didn't really get, I don't feel like I got much support. And that goes into another conversation of me having ADHD. Um, but to full circle, all of this, cause I know I went on a tangent with the music and becoming a rapper I related to them. When they talk about the struggle on the Who's streets, Which the rappers, rappers? Which ah, rappers? dude, anybody, Lil Wayne, Eminem. I had Lil Wayne, Eminem, Young Jeezy. I had P Diddy. I had, you know, the old school Tupac tracks that we were playing. I had fucking Chameleonaire. I had Eminem. I had Dr. Dre. Like, All right, I, big I had, question. Let's let's go. Big question. So you're you're like what? Let's say like what? 16, 17 at uh, no, at this point. Whoa. No. How old, are, how old were you at this point when you're like being inspired by all these rappers 12, and you decide? Twelve. I was. Okay, so you're like. Old, so you're like twelve. Hold on, hold on. Like, twelve years old. I had the Eminem encore album. I I requested that for my birthday. Fresh. Explicit. <clears throat> Did you get the explicit version? Yeah, bro. My dad gave me the explicit. Yo, right. my dad so, was like, "Fine, fine, we'll get it." So, we'll so it the question it. is. How did you consume the music? Were you bumping albums back then or was it singles? Nah, was it like, yo, this track's never... hot, this track's – because you would have had like iPods and all that crap by then, right? Like you were like – I had an MP3. I had like a blue little MP3 thing that I had to like press buttons on the side and shit. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I I, I, I uh, How do I say this? I'm going to go back to the social media uh, – not the social media but like the, uh, the, the MTV stuff. I consumed music that way. So – so whatever, whatever had a music band, video. Well, not well. That was the only way I could. Like I didn't know. I didn't have you. Like probably I did have YouTube, but like I didn't really know many artists like that to be going on YouTube and searching. I can't even remember when YouTube came out anymore. I'm probably sure I had it at twelve. Most YouTube, likely, uh, I believe it's two thousand six. Yeah, so I probably had it at 12. But, I'm not even like... But like also YouTube back then was something that was a little more college age. So it makes sense that like kids wouldn't be all up on YouTube. Fair. So 
whatever like music I like bump to the music video for sure. If it was appealing to me, I definitely liked it. If it was hard, you know, <clears throat> the swearing came only when I downloaded it from LimeWire. Right. Cause it's like, you can't hear the swearing in the, in the video. So you're like, yeah, you and my, uh, me and my, uh, me and all these weird blocks and shit. And then you'd listen to the real track. And then I'm, I'm in the living room as a young kid with my, uh, my dad sleeping. And I'm like, me and my, you and my, right? Because I'm not going to lie, dude. As a young, impressionable kid, you kind of just sing along and you don't really know what the words mean or you're not really as informed in what I certain think words most mean. 12-year-olds know what the word fucking fucking bitch means, Chris. Okay? 12 oh, no, I'm dropping, no, 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 no. I'm going to, no, I'm talking like more severe words. I'm talking What's like. more severe? You know what? Let's not go there because we don't want to get you. clipped on a live video. Thank you. But... Thank you. Let's just. Yo, what's up, CB Mac? That's dope. CB Mac, hey, what up, buddy? Yeah, that's that's fresh. Um, that that's dope. Anyway, just seeing people in the comments. If you have questions along the way, always feel free to drop them. And if you're watching this on YouTube and hear me keep saying this, make sure you on the Twitch stream next time because that's how we doing this moving forward. Um, now, and actually, if you guys, actually, I do go go on. My bad. No, no. Let's move back to you. So you have your singles. I wanna... Well, okay, I want to say. What do you want to talk about? What else do you want to say? Because it's, it's a really interesting topic, right? So, like, I'm dropping N-bombs at the age of 12 in my house, right? Right? Okay. Now, that, all right. So that's listen, the word we meant. Okay. Listen, I didn't listen. know that that's the word we meant. Okay. Yeah, okay. So let me, let me, I understand let me, now. Shut up. Let me let me say this. So, I, I, and I say shut up because you're like a brother to me. So I'm not trying to be rude here. Um, I I'm smiling. Nobody thought I was fair, mad. Fair. Um. You have to understand, one, I grew up with don't say that word because of my skin complexion, right? That's fair. My, is- my issue is you don't live my life and you don't see what I see. I wake up in the morning to a black man serve, like black man feeding me, a black man taking care of me. Who's And, and not to say that he's like married to my dad, married to my mom or, or like a stepfather. This is my biological dad. So in my brain, I'm black, and mm. in, at 26, I've, I've I've come to agree that black and white mixed means you're black. There is you're not just white. You're you're mixed or you're black. And I don't even consider mixed. I consider black, and that's a whole different conversation. But so for me, one of the biggest things was I'm dropping n bombs at the age of 12, and my dad kind of addressed it in a really smart way. He was like. Do you know what that word means? I'm like, no. It's just cool to say. Because the mm. rappers are saying it, right? I'm influential. The rappers are saying it. So he forces me to look up the word. And I was dropping ERs. So that's Ooh. even worse on my part. That's even worse on my part. And I know that. And I made amends with that. I well, made amends fair, with that. I'm going to have to say in this case, I agree with you. Being a kid, you didn't know what the fuck that meant. Oh, of course. But I just want people to also know that Chris Chrome is is maturing is always learning is always trying to be a better person acknowledges his past mistakes acknowledges what type of dip shit influential idiot kid he was and i want that clear especially moving into 2021 with all this fucking nonsense we deal with and people getting canceled and everything that's partially why i'm kind of afraid to like drop an album but we'll get into that a little later but like but like that's like there's a lot in my brain and i'm pretty much fucked up when it comes to comes to this Yo, uh, just just remind me, CB Mac. You feel me on what? Because I'm like super. This is about, like out you there. were you were you were describing at the time 
growing up with a black father, being mixed, and the confusion of your identity related to that, and then that's when the comment appeared. Okay, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, damn, bro, I want to talk to you about that, CB Max. Seriously, like, I love talking to people who kind of who, who understand that view because there's, there's nothing what am to I stop you to? from being in the next CB Mac interview. That, yes, let's go, let's go, let's get it, let's get it. I'm down to have this combo, but, but let's, no, like let's I was keep saying, it running, like, Chris. So that's and 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 my dad addressed it because story time in uh grade five, grade five or four. I called my friend who was, you know, he was a black guy. I called him the N-bomb, dropped it on him. Mm. And that's, that's because for me, and I know that, and I know that now for me, I didn't see it as a, I, I used it as a threat. Like I, not a threat, but I used it offensively. I know. Cause I could, I, I remember the way it came out of my mouth. I remember the way I felt cause he did something to me. He like pushed me, but you know what I did also? I fucking I like I like mumbled it, like like I dropped it, but I was like, uh. but so low, and he heard, and he was like, "Yo, what?" So then he snitched all that stuff, and I got addressed all that stuff, and my dad kind of just went the real word in the dictionary and forced me to look it up is ignorant. He's like, "You know what the word ignorant means?" I'm like, "No." He goes. It means you're uneducated. You're stupid. You well, you know, Ooh. light terms, layman terms, or you're not. You're unaware. Not stupid. You're unaware of certain things of what's happening around you or whatnot. So basically, you're a. <clears throat> and I sat there in my shoes, quivering, when my dad said that to me. To this day, as a man, my father gets up and my father and I, when we go back and forth at it. And I want to say this. My dad wasn't really around a lot. Uh, he was on a lot of business trips. Uh, he went to Germany, went to Japan, went to China. Uh, he, uh, you know, he, 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 France, anywhere. He'd been around the world. Uh, that's kind of what I feel like. Maybe he wasn't really around for my mom, which led up to my to their divorce when I was 12, uh, which kind of caused a bit of issues in my life, too. So I'll let you know that as well later. Um, but I... You know, without my dad being around and stuff, I kind of hold a lot of resentment towards him because he didn't. I don't feel like he really raised me. So that's why I'm very, very independent. Um, but at the same time, oh, I'm just going to take off my sweater because I am dying of heat. This is some real conversation. I, this is some real honesty. Listen, um, I wasn't expecting this. This I is mean, some real yeah. shit. I got to get my we're about thirty-five minutes into the oh, actual bro, every interview, interview part. Every interview you've had is done right now. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking the record. CB Mac, I love you. Respect, brother. You okay, don't know. If that's the case, and what's up to the to the new viewer? If that's the case, I'm not. I, I know this is terrible. I gotta go pee. So you you gotta hold it down for like Yo, one minute, and I'll right. be right back. Right, I got this. I got this. I got this, guys. <laughs> so I'm just gonna do a little bit of of self promo. Uh, my new throwaways tracks are out on Spotify. You can check me out at Chris Chrome. Uh, you should see me there updated. Should be all there. Uh, if you want to follow me on YouTube, you can look up Chris Chrome. Uh, I know that there is somebody else there, but he seems to be like some type of gaming type of guy. He's got like a little unicorn thing. So you can check me out on YouTube at Chris Chrome. And uh, some of the music videos I actually made by myself were there to my first couple of songs. If you don't have access to YouTube uh, or 
SoundCloud, Matt, no, Spotify, my bad, Spotify, then you can definitely check out my SoundCloud, Chris Chrome 93, uh, or just Chris Chrome. I have like, it's one of the, or for like the, uh, to getting it to the page. You can definitely check that out and you can listen to all my stuff on there. The throwaways one, two, four, uh, and, uh, all the other tracks I made on SoundCloud, but really guys, I just wanted to ask a question. How's everybody doing with the lockdown? How's everybody doing with like, like just being alone? If you are alone, how are you doing with, you know, your partner? Are you guys going through some stress? Are you guys finding that you're fighting more, fighting less? Are you reconnecting? How's your family? You know, I'm a big advocate of mental health. Um, not that I show a lot of it on social media, just because I think it's a very touching subject. A lot of what I do is just make sure everybody's good and make sure everybody's holding it down, but, uh, just keep safe guys, everybody be safe and remember to check my stuff out and trust me, there's going to be a lot more to come. That's fair. I don't know what I missed. I just feel like insightful stuff was said. I see CB Max been chatting, so I, I love did, the I fact did some self promo and made sure everybody was all good. Don't worry, I got it. Remember, so, I used to do the podcast. <laughs> so my like real question for the world is, and maybe it's wait, where were question. we? So wait, where were we? I was Hold like, on. So how deep, the fuck do people do like minute? six hour streams without peeing? I don't know. That's like my biggest fucking bane. You know, is the, is nah, the urine bro, see, situation. That was the problem back when we used to do the podcast. You wouldn't just let me go pee, and then we'd have to like all this stuff and can we should just do what we got to do bro we're real humans like well, everybody now, does it look at joe rogan he literally just gets up and like yo i gotta piss so just talk <laughs> yeah i thought about that bucket cb mac i thought about it but i mean the other hand was we were also often fighting time limits and when you're fighting time limits cb mac thank you for the sub on fall on youtube i the greatly appreciate respect. it i'm definitely gonna go after this interview and follow you i gotta stay focused if i do too Don't many worry. things you should Hold you guys notes. share you guys share a spot on the same album but that's a little getting ahead of ourselves. i am anyway, so back, excited i'm so back excited to I, back to what you were talking about before i think you were still loaded up on your the issues with your father <clears throat> yeah so yeah so the issues with my dad so whenever we eat, oh yeah right right so to this day and he actually said this last like sometime this week we were having this big old kind of argument because I went to, oh, okay. So I'm going to snitch right. on myself. I'm going to snitch on myself. Snitch. I'm going to snitch on myself, but I'm also, it's, it's, it's a learning point that I think people need to understand for both me, people like me, and the people in the world right now that is dealing with. So we're all dealing with COVID. We're all dealing with the lockdown. We all got rules, right? Pretty much everybody somewhere sort of has got rules. So um, here's me, and I'm like, uh, you know, got to go to the bank, got to go deposit a check, got to go deal with my money, whatever. <laughs> and uh, as I go, as I go, I'm kind of in a bad mood. It's not the greatest of days, but that's not anybody's business, whatever. There's a lineup at the bank, right? Like, you know, you know, what, you know which bank I'm talking about, Fam on Sherbrooke, RBC? You know. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah, the, fa- the the nice building one, like the one that looks like oh, it's some corner, old, like it's like some archaic sculpted shit. Exactly, exactly. So as you like go in, right? There's there, there's the ATMs, right? So I'm there. I got my earphones. I'm ignoring everybody. Got my mask. You know, being all safe and shit. And I see a lineup, and I'm like, okay, maybe there's people wanting to use. Let me be respectful. Six feet, you know, ten feet, six feet distance. Stay the fuck away from me. And then I turn around. And I'm like, Yo, let me just check the ATM because I don't even got to talk to a teller. So I go up to the ATM. As I'm walking up, 
woman comes out and she's like back of the line like in my face bro and i was just like oh okay okay now i'm all like disoriented kind of like yo what's happening so uh just looking all stupid she's like oh you want the machine it's over there and i'm just sitting there first first moment i'm like okay whatever ignore it but your tongue chris you know it's good it's calm but i'm sitting there like yo a little respect like a little, like you don't even like a little bit of respect, but that's fine. That's fine. You're 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 angry. You've been dealing with some shit. You got some shit on your plate. Cool. Peace and love, sister. Do what you got to do. Cool. My issue is, so now I'm in the bank. I'm taking out the money. I'm doing my shit. Some older woman, respect to all older women, older, and I'm talking like 67 years old, comes in, and she's like blasting me at the ATM, and I have no idea what what's happening. So she's like, who are you? Who do you think you are? What are you, special? Just cut in front of the line? No, 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 no. And I'm sitting there like, wait, what? What? What is going on? So I'm like, whatever. I ignore it. I get my money. Boom, 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 whatever. And as I'm about to leave, she's still mumbling under her breath. So I kind of got a little petty. And I turn around and I go, you know, take it from the special kid. You might want to, like, analyze the situation before you start uselessly complaining and bitching to people about things you don't know. And then I walk away, right? My fault. I'm, I'm, I'm stupid. I shouldn't have said shit. I should have been more respectful. I was being – I was an asshole. I know. I know. So here's where the point of the story comes in. My father comes in, right? Tell him the story. He's not impressed because he knows I'm smarter than that. He knows I'm better than that. He rubs it in my face. He's like – you were the one who looked and saw if anybody was at the ATM. So clearly you're fucking smart. I was like, yeah. He's like, so why did you even acknowledge it? You, why did you even do anything? Why? Like we're dealing with difficult times. And I'm like, but that's why I did. I wasn't going to let nobody like push me over to, to, despite whatever you deal with. Right. Like despite age, this, that next thing. And I just, I made a comment. I was like, people right now are so like on edge and like the lack of like, just, respect and logic and and just moral decency is so gone because i was like yo i could have been anybody like i could have been you know what i mean like and 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 my dad wasn't impressed to hear that right like i could have been anybody who just decided yo i ain't taking your disrespect and just clock you one not saying i would ever do that hell no but are you like in your imagination beating the fuck out of old women for disrespecting you nah 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 i'm saying i'm saying because the idea came to a broader, a, a more bigger idea with the, the thought. See, my problem with ADHD is I'll take something so small and then my brain will just create these fucking things and then like run around kind of like how Kanye does it. <clears throat> and I, I just figure out all these different situations and I'm like, these yeah. are the different outcomes that could have happened. And sometimes I'm like, wow, people are super lucky that I'm a puss. Like, and I say this in yeah, the in that's the, in good. The, Don't say that word. I think right. it's on the go. Just so that you're aware, we looked it up. There are words that are banned on Twitch, and they are the ah! ones that refer to like gender and race. Okay, so so I'm, I'm it's guy. good that you caught I'm yourself. Hold up. Since we interrupted guy. you, Chris, we have eight live viewers right now. This is a behind that suit Twitch record. Look at you bringing the What's people up? in. What's okay, up? back to you, Chris. Um. So also like, for you new viewers, let us know what questions you have for Mr. Chrome in the comments. So to full circle this, cause I'm like going on a tangent and, and love here, it. Keep uh, tangenting. You're dropping wisdom on the motherfuckers. My, my father, love him to death. Respectable man, honorable man, humble man, loyal man. 
he looks at me and he goes, Chris, if I got mad at every single person who called me a ER, I'd be fucking, li- I'd be, st- I'd be bald. I made a, I laughed because he's kind of going bald now because they're still this old age. But he's like, the only reason I started getting gray hairs is because of you and your brother. Imagine if I let all of these dumb idiots who were calling me to ER get to me. What the fuck, child? And I'm sitting there like, oh. And when he says that word, it's like, ugh. Ugh. It's like when Killer Mike says it. It's like when Ice Cube drops it. It's like when all these rappers drop it. What do you mean by that? I don't know what that means. We've done multiple reviews and and have had discussions multiple times. Okay. I love Damon. I love Damon. And this is the okay, only let's one. Let's not bring up that. Head. Let's not bring that up. No, 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 no. But remember that? No, you remember that? Say, say it without names, but yes. You remember that? <laughs> yes. I remember. And okay. You so for context to everybody, uh, no, one of I, our early podcasts, because we're having the conversation in front of people, Chris, we have to give them I, the context. I'm not trying so, to be a dick to anybody. I love her. It's just because it, you, you said something that is the answer. So basically. Hold it down while I, I get a cigarette. So just to bring, I guess, bring y'all up to speed while Chris runs off, um, we had a podcast where um, somebody had a feeling about the use of the word, like there was, like they were the jury as to when it could be said and when it could not be said, and it was just completely random, like their feelings were driving it. So I believe that is what we are referring to in context of the situation is when it could be appropriate. So like there, there is that just to kind of bring you up to speed because I know none of y'all were there with us when that went down. Um, anyhow, so we so much love. So, I say so much love, so much love anyway, sent out to her. Let's but not break. Let's move past said, her. You said you said it's a like I remember. I kind of remember clearly. You were like, but that's the point of why they say the word like that. It's not to be. It's it, it's the point to make you feel cringy. It's to make you feel like oh shit, like that word disgusts me. Like I should never say that. And that was the same tone and the same fierce energy my dad used in that one word. And then he instantly turned back to, you understand my point, Chris? And I was just like, holy shit, being a father is fucked. Being a father yeah. is super fucked. And being a father to, and here's and here's something I'm also going to say because my brain is like that. Being a black father to two, to, to two white kids, when the whiter white kid, when the whiter kid is acting let's say more black is so fucking difficult because okay. for my dad, he looks at me and he's like, I know what you see. I know what you're looking at, but my dad doesn't come from that life. So when I show him little Wayne, when I show him this, that, and the next thing, I'm like, but look, look, look at these guys. He comes back and he goes, yeah, look at rock him with his pants up. Okay. And I'm like, ah, Shit, because I had an era where my pants were sagging and sometimes they still do. Okay, I have to interject. Chris, that era never ended. Your pants have sagged like for every fucking time you showed up in the apartment. We we make fun of you behind your back about your pants sagging. I'll like, yo, <laughs> that's right, they still do. That's fucking funny. Mumsy. That's all I'm saying. It's it's true. We say it to behind his. It's it's like a running joke. I'll pull my pants down sometimes just to do that, and we call it the oh, Chris Chrome. Oh no, 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 no! The funniest thing because you said that. The funniest thing. So my grandmother is like the gangster of gangsters in my family, right? Oh, don't worry. She's I'll say those... it to his face. Chris, pull up your pants. 
Yo. I'm saying it right now on this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yeah, shout out to Wendy, Algo, and all the other names. Like, shout out to my mother, damn straight, best woman alive. Uh, yeah, quick story. This is like my adoptive mother. Uh, this is the one you brought under- up earlier in the podcast? No, that's my biological mother. This woman, no, you Algo said you Suri- brought up the adopted one or the other mother. You no, brought no, no. her up earlier. Well, because I because I've told you about her before. She's a mother. She's a woman I met at work. Uh, the reason why I, I really look okay. up to this woman. The reason why I really look up to this woman is because I myself uh, and my mother do have a really kind of complex relationship. Uh, I started off and preface it with you fuck with my mother, you die. That's instant. And that's that's, I think, for everybody. Right. But me and my mom ourselves. Yeah, we got a lot of lot of connecting to do and a lot of discussions to have because we 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 were very toxic with each other totally have those discussions okay oh of course so let's let's go back to music just a little bit so that we don't go like too deep back so you were like 12 and discovering Lil Wayne and discovering your identity and it's complex and whether or not you can say certain words and whatnot fair enough Lil Wayne discovering that eating pussy was the best thing in the world I mean, sorry, really we can bleep that. I shouldn't have said it. I, don't, I think you can probably get away with that one. I mean, I just assume. But let's just let's just stop there for a second. When you have 20 years of hip hop where they basically brag about how they don't licky licky anything. Honestly, Lil Wayne stole the show when he started making records bragging about performing that action with great fervor and desire because all of a sudden you have a rapper who's like, I'll give back. And I just imagine that that was a highly impactful thing. Wanna, Given the ratio of uh, male to female Lil Wayne fans that there are, that guy has done quite well with the female audience in a way where a lot of uh, men uh, maybe have failed. Um, I want to state that in a way I connected so much with Lil Wayne because of his emotions and his emotional okay. side. Um, he does have that side and it's really awesome to granted, see. Granted, I was always into the whole, you know, Little Wayne being a blood and gang stuff and making money and hundred million dollars and all that. That's like my favorite track growing up. But Little Wayne, the way he gave back in in sexual pleasure to women and the way he was so gangster about it and the way that he was just like, I'm here to please you, in a way that he was like, Listen, I know it's gonna take me what four minutes to nut. <clears throat> Let me do what I gotta do to please you. And then do what, I, and then you, then we can have some more time. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, come on, come on. Be real with me. Until, until, like, you really are getting into it. That's when you're like going at it. But generally, bro, I'll be honest with myself. Most men don't really last that fucking long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so the truth. Would, so, so my thoughts were it, a little different. Hold like, on. Yo, I'm out here I, making sure you feel good. A quick you are happy. And then, what you if, know, I just need a quick little one-two and we're good. I thought I thought it more like Lil Wayne was very inebriated and it didn't work as often as he might want it. So he compensated in his own other way. But yes, this is not what I expected. This, yo, this is just goes. the strangest tangent point. Yo, so bro, let's go. Oh, speaking of fingers and tongues. So Chris Crone's story back in the day when I was like stupid kid. Uh, I have like some weird oral fixation. That's why I probably smoke so much or like chew on pens and shit, awesome. right? So as a kid, as a kid, uh, I used to chew on straws. And you know that little string thing here? Uh, uh, like right there? Yeah. 
So that instantly cut. So I was able to like touch my nose with my tongue and shit. And my tongue like goes down to here. So trust me, tongue game on point, fam. All right. Now the world knows. The whole world knows, including Chrissy's other mom. Uh, so that's all I'm oh, saying. She- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to like move the conversation past Chris's fixation here. Um, let's right, let's go back to the music. I mean, it's fascinating that Lil Wayne, uh, Lil Wayne has that's fair. I like that Algo series person. She's fantastic. She's fantastic. Um, You'll meet her soon. But all I'm saying is, it is interesting to me that you kind of got that lesson from Wayne because I wonder how many people realized how much free game Wayne was giving away all this time. Well, uh, so to okay. be real. I'm also, but I say that because that's who I am. Like, that's who I, like, I, I am just a giving person. Forget the sexual shit. I'm just a giving person. I want to make sure people are taken care of. I want to make sure people got what they need. I'll give you my jacket off my back in the middle of fucking winter just so you can, like, be warm. I've done that, so by the, the way. Lesson, is the lesson here that Lil Wayne taught you to be a giving sexual partner? Nah, Lil Wayne taught me in a way, well... Eminem was like literally the first guy I resonated to because high, white, white rapper, super dope. I don't think fight. Eminem taught any of us to be loving sexual. Not, I'm not saying he taught us. I'm saying little. I'm saying Eminem is literally the first rapper that. Because remember, I said it back before. My first album ever was the Eminem encore album. I demanded to have at twelve at my birthday. Yes, that's so like Eminem is like the first dude. But Little Wayne, I was just sitting there and I was like, "Yo, this guy is so emotional and." He's so different because he's talking about giving back. All these rappers are like, yo, give me that. Yo, give me that. Do this for me. Give me this. I send her and come her back here with the money and na na na. And Lil Wayne's like, yeah, I'll send you there. I'll send her to you. She'll bring me back the money. But then I'm going to treat her nicely like she deserves and then buy her a Birkin. It's like the act of treating women great. And what I learned about treating women great came from Lil Wayne at a young age. And then all the other rappers, Jay-Z and all and like all these other uh, black and all these other rappers who like really discuss about, um, you know, like being kings and queens and respecting women and really like putting them on that like throne that they deserve to be on. That that just increased. That was like a love for me. And I connect with all of that, which also energized and fueled and sparked my emotional rap that I make all the time. It's something that I'm I'm connected to. And I think the reason why is because I've grown up super heavily medicated um, on Ritalin and Concerta. And um, for about, what what is it? 13 to like 12 to 13 years of my life. I feel like my entire brain was kind of like on pause. So when I decided at 18 that I was no longer going to take it because I started self-medicating with weed and just kind of going down that road, which also hip hop and, you know, influenced me to smoke weed too. I'm going to say that I was, you know, all the rappers are smoking. Can I weed. just I say, cool. can I just say hip hop honestly influenced me to smoke weed? Like whatever anybody wants to say, like 80% of my curiosity from pot came from shit like smoke weed every day. Yeah, like uh, uh, stay high from uh, Three Six Mafia, Juicy J, and all that. So banging track, banger. But like, you know, that was that was. But that's cool that we said that because those were all the tracks <laughs> at twelve years old, thirteen years old, before I started getting heavily into into smoking herb. 
that like I would download off the of LimeWire. Mm. You know what I mean? So I would go and be like, oh, this is a banger. Go to LimeWire. Download the banger that I like from MTV, 106 and Park, whatever. Rap City, all that stuff. And then next thing you know, I'm like, oh, well, next track. And then I would go by titles. If the title of the track looked cool or had an offensive name or something, I, I, I kind of knew that that track was going to be a banger. You and then I appreciate that. I would download the tracks with the funky names. And then it's some like weird, funky, emotional track. And I'm like, this is also a sleeper though. Like this is high. So that, that, that's kind of like where I got a lot of the inspiration and a lot of the, a lot of that from that. Um, but yeah, next question. All right. Okay. So all of that, I don't know where we're at anymore. Um, My brain just start, runs through. When like, did you I'm start making, sorry. when did you start making music then? So like, when is the first time Chris Chrome? I don't even know if he was Chris Chrome back then. Picked up probably a pen and pad, maybe because he's a Ute. He picked up a uh, doc file on his phone. Grade notes. seven, secondary one on a pen and paper in detention. And I skipped school for this girl. Um, she was sick, so I ended up skipping school. CB Mac. Very does soon, CB Mac. Very soon, very soon. Um, just a lot's been going on, honestly. The answer is been... yes. Back to your story, Chris. Um, I skipped school for a girl, and I got detention, and I had nothing to do, stuck in those four fucking walls, and uh, they were like, do your work. I was like, fuck that. I don't want to do my work. So I wrote bars, and okay. it was about my day in between four walls. <laughs> so you would write tracks about the anxiety of being trapped in a school system that you didn't appreciate or want to be a part of? That came years after, yes, but I think a lot of the tracks came from dreams and nightmares that I had. Uh, the song Nightmare that I released with uh, Damon is one of the songs from actually way back when. Was so to be clear, like, that shit's available on his YouTube channel and what YouTube and SoundCloud and is way farther along in the story. <laughs> um, well, but, uh, actually, but that's really interesting. Her- so like straight up, um, yeah, but there's more viewers here now than when you promoted that. Um, but straight up, what's interesting to me is uh, um, that's amazing. I really like the comment that we got there. Oh, my God, you're making it out to be like he was not just trying to get laid. And uh, Lola, okay, I'm going to be quiet. He's way further down the road since now we got Now we got to stop. Okay, we got to stop and ask the question. Was Chris a little horn dog when he was 13 trying to write rhymes in the class? What? Wise, wise, fuck. I mean, um, fair no, enough. actually, actually, to be clear, uh, at that age, I was, I was still a virgin, so no, not at twelve, mumsy. Uh, I want to I clarify something. A lot of virgins are horn dogs. Okay, no, nah, no, nah, nah, but I, I'm not talk about a lot of people. Talk about Chris Chrome. Talk about Christopher Johnson. Talk about me. Me at twelve. I wasn't my forte. I had porn. I was good. I had LimeWire, bro. That's better. At 12 years old, LimeWire was better than any of the fucking little secondary. Let's move on. on. Um, I would. So Nightmare came from a dream that I had. Hold on. So you're saying you wrote that track back when you were like 13. Okay. Um, There's four dreams in my entire life or nightmares you can consider them to be that are actually somewhere 
and will be somewhere on albums, projects, and it's part of like my Chris Chrome secret figure me out type shit. You got to find it. I told you the first one, but you got to find it. They're they're all over the place, and every and the more and more I go, if I have any other dreams as older as I get, they're also going to be there too. Um, so there's there's a lot to there's a lot to Chris Chrome, which is why it takes me forever to get shit done because I need to know how to like I want to present it. But yeah, nightmare came from a dream that I had of falling. Um, I was a bazillion fucking feet in the air. Um. Okay. And I just ended up falling. Like I was trying to jump from like these platforms, like these high staircase platform type things. And I just kept falling. And then I entered into a cove, like I say in the track. And a lot of it was just anxiety and thoughts and, and things in my head. Um, voices that I deal with a lot of just kind of how my brain processes and, it really just kind of stuck with me. So if you really want to figure out what the dream is, you have to listen to the track. Okay. That's good to know that. So do all of your songs, okay, we haven't really got to your music career, but since we're on this, do all of your songs come from dreams? Is this just like your process? You dream, you literally dream it up. Like a lot of people say like dream it up, but you literally dream up your tunes. I, some tunes I literally dream up like, literally i'll just go to bed and it just happens and then i'll wake up and i have to sit on it figure out what it means and then sometimes i will write down the i like kind of write the dream out in a story read it over a couple times and then break up the story into an actual verse edit everything and then certain lines will stay because my way of rapping is um a lot of I don't give a fuck about rhyming so much. I don't give a fuck about really trying to be flashy or cool. I do the choppy stuff. Hey. I, I do the fast rap. I like rhyming. I like that skill. But for me, it's the lyrics. It's what I'm trying to say. It's the message I'm trying to get out. Um, a lot of my throwaways that I'm doing right now, and it's only been stopped at four because of the, because of the lockdown. But a lot of the throwaways is kind of also the way that I would also do the dream thing. So I have thoughts in my head that pops out and I'm just like, boom, I'm just going to write it down. And sometimes there doesn't need to be a beat. It's just listen to what I'm saying. And I feel like I talk really fast. Normally I've always talked fast. I process things fast, maybe too fast that I don't understand. I jump to conclusions. I jump the gun a lot. So when I'm doing the throwaways or when I'm just writing down the lyrics, I like to have fun with it because I know people are going to listen when it rhymes. I know people are going to listen when it sounds cool or when there's like little syllable play and stuff like that. But realistically, I just want you to hear what I'm saying. Cause a lot of it is just like a lot of it. And this is so stupid to say, but hits blunt and thought of this meme. Like it's okay. really that it's like, Oh, hits blunt and, Oh, well, if six is afraid of seven, oh, no, I know why seven ain't no, or whatever, you know, like some stupid shit. And that's, that's kind of what, re like, in a simple form for people to understand, that's kind of what happens is like, yo, I have this thought. Yo, this thought actually makes sense. Yo, hold up. Now, a lot of it, though, is something that is more open discussion. It's relationship-wise. It's this. I stay away from politics because I don't know shit about politics. Uh, I don't know much about, like, the other side of the world, even though I'm learning about it and stuff. So I don't really try to go about that. I'll talk about death and why people keep dying and 
you know, like, why is it we're all in this type of like world we live in and it feels like a game and shit and shit and that shit 789 dead is that due to corona mumsy but um in regards to that it's like i'll stay away from like oh black people are dying because of cops and no 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 but like i'll talk about people dying in the streets or i'll make that but i'll stay away from shit i do not know so a lot of what i know is how i think what i feel in my heart and just maybe a drug trip or three and you know boom sex and all the toxic relationships I've been in in my entire life, whether it's friendship, whether it's relationship. Uh, and then a lot of it for, you know how rappers just have your generic content that they make? Like, if you want to go to a banger that is just clubby, it's about dancing, shaking women's asses, blah, 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 blah. You go to this certain person and you're like, okay, I know what I'm going to get. Well, my generic rap is a literally just like, you know, I'm a knight in shining armor. I'm a paladin doing this. I'm killing dragons and this. So it's I got a lot of dream aspect I to mean, it. I've heard I've heard a lot of your stuff. Your go to is I'm an emotional mess. No, right. I'm saying, but that's a lot of my stuff. Like what I like. And to I don't. Put out. Sorry, I'm talking I just, like just want to say I don't mean that disrespectfully. I no, mean it like an atmosphere. Not. My life is a nightmare, kind of depression, emotional mess. Like literally emo. No, right, right. But I'm saying, but let's be clear. That's a that's a track. Like that's an actual song. I'm saying like, like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna do the thing where it's like, yo, be cool. Like on the track uh, with Mike Gerolo, right? Uh, Fuck the haters, right? It's not even like I'm the best rapper. I'm talking about. Um, that's I'm talking fair. About, like, you know Chris what I'm saying? is a wreck that's on a quest to go fix it. I respect that. Exactly. That is true. That is true. That is my thing. But on the Mike Jarolo track, uh, the Hater Police or whatever it is. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I, talk I don't about, even remember that song. I talk I mean, about I waking it. up to my, to my phone vibrating and people talking shit on the internet about what they don't know about my music. So that's like what my bars are. My bars mm, are saying. I do remember that. My bars are saying like. Yo, you don't understand what I'm saying because you only want to listen to a simple like 85 BPM. That's what you want. That's why you don't get what I'm saying because you refuse to expand your mind on what it is. I don't need to turn around and be like, I slay this and cut you and shoot you and microphone. Not because I don't. Like, I don't. I'll make a reference to be like, yo, gun clock, got the verbal missile spraying, everybody hating, I'm leaving this life debating, all this shit. But... I try to I try to make sure that you understand I'm not really out here gun capping and things. That's not me. Like I like to stay home, play games, smoke a bit of dank, make music, and try to change the world in a positive way, one Chris Chrome step at a time. That's fair. I'm Peter Pan, bro. I'm Peter fucking Pan. Literally. Wow. You can, nah, bro, bro. You can literally. You're about to get into a serious argument with me and Algo Cerise right now because I call her Wendy. Because she okay, is. No, we're not arguing with the, with the comments. We're not arguing with the comments, Chris. Um, no, we are going to go on. We are going to go on to the next question, though. Mm. So we started touching on your music, but I'm into like the timelines and the histories and the story of it all, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we know that 12 year old, 13 year old Chris wrote some track he released like two years ago uh, up inside of some walls in a school that he didn't want to be in. But when did you be like, yo, bro, I'm a rapper? Facebook. Facebook. So That's Facebook came out, right? No, listen, listen, yes, listen. That listen, did listen, happen. Listen. Facebook came I out. Thought, I thought of this, and I I actually think <laughs> I, would, I, I, 
this is a really bold statement and I want people to call me out on it, but I think I was the first guy on Facebook to start putting fucking lyrics on his fucking There's um, no way you were the first guy ever in history to bro, do it. I know, but like that's where like I don't I, I know that's true, but I couldn't find it anywhere. I literally used to put captions on my fucking photos and they were raps. Like I was like some geeky little kid wearing like When the did red you start hat. using Facebook? As it came out. Because like, you know keep in mind, it did. You weren't able to access it when it came out, I did. right? I did. My dad. That's my so you're problem. Saying you were able to access it like when it was Harvard exclusive type shit. I had access to a lot of shit I shouldn't have because my dad is actually up there in the tech world and knows some serious people. Okay, so maybe it's plausible, Chris. You're the first person like, ever I've been in the, the history Ubisoft of Facebook. Montreal office. I've spoken to a lot of their managers. I was actually there. My dad took me to see the um, to see the development of Assassin's Creed, one of the games. No, I mean I'm not doubting your connections. I'm saying it is. All of this is cool, Chris. I'm just you said call me on it if you don't believe I'm I'm just saying I'm 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 skeptical with all the millions of people ever in the history. For sure, um, for sure. For sure. I'm not I'm not that's what I'm saying. I'm not even trying to like I know it's a bold statement, but in my brain when I was like surfing around the net on Facebook and trying to find all this stuff, I was like the only person who had like fucking like 16s or like 24s under I'm my I'm with you, Wendy. Watch. I'm with you. Chris is sometimes a little grandiose, but that's why we're enjoying this whole experience. This is far more lit and entertaining than I on I'm not I'm sorry, Chris, but it's way more lit and entertaining than I was expecting it you, to be. Hold on. I uh, hold this on. This is no, no, litty hold lit. Hold the fuck up. You've done three hundred podcasts with me at this point. Yeah, but you're not normally litty lit like this. Now now, to be fair, normally I'm talking way too much. Um, on that note, uh, so you are the first Facebook rapper. That's what I'm understanding. Uh, so you're up on Facebook dropping your hot bars. Oh, man. This is so – this is – Oh, not, look at your lady friend, Bonnie, adding to this conversation. I'll bet it happened on MySpace first. I was first. on MySpace. But can, I, MySpace? can I just point out Chris, in his defense, did say on Facebook. So even if the trend happened on MySpace first – Chris said on Facebook. That's very specific in his defense. I was on MySpace, but um, I only use MySpace. And I was also on Pigzo, by the way. When I was I using Pigzo, it's the, it's before MySpace. This, Pigzo was like my original build-your-own-website thing. And then MySpace came out and then Facebook for me. Um, so on Pigzo – I'm not young, Pigzo Wendy. Pigzo is where I learned what like building your your pages and what you're supposed to like look like and how you try to build your platform, which was at a really young age. I got like I learned branding, minimal branding at like a really young age because of Pigzo. I find um, I say that very very loosely. And then well, a lot of kids is learning crazy branding branding on Instagram right now. So I appreciate I mean, what you're fair. saying, and and I I put weight in what you're saying. But I'm not saying. But I just want to make it clear for everybody listening, viewing, and all this. I know I I know fuck all about branding. Like I don't even know how to brand myself as Chris no, Chrome because that is who not, Chris Chrome is. He's not he's not lying. I mean, sorry, he's not. That's not what I meant to say. He's lying. He he absolutely knows a few things about branding. He, I know because we've talked about branding. So anyway, keep going on with um, your. But no, I was just I was just Facebook like, rapper. Algo Algo said um, Algo said MySpace. So I was just commenting on that. But go on your question. He is smart and learns. I think Chris Crum is a quite brilliant little young woman. I got a question here. for you. Now though. he's moving into some uh, middle aged twenties, though. 
Okay, fine. What as, is your question? As somebody, as somebody who's literally been by my side for like the last fucking six, seven years, just to like answer the whole learning process, you got to say there's some growth here. I just said no, that. No, literally. No, but I, I'm, I'm trying to show the spectrum. Like I was, you, I, I was a shit. And Chris then was now, your testosterone-fueled young man, and now he is a less testosterone-fueled young man post-puberty having some calmer hormone situations. Because let's be real, Chris has only left puberty for about a year. Because in case y'all cast it in, no, that shit is uh, bouncing out at about 25. So you're basically an emotional fucking wreck until then. And now Chris is stepping into the world of, I'm going to just play video games instead. <laughs> Anyway, um, what I, I guess the next question or the question I'm just trying to go on still with is, uh, so when did you like actually migrate? Shout out into, to Wendy for making me who I am when today. Did you, at the Wendy, yes, Wendy, you are wonderful. No disrespect at all. Um, no, Wendy, you're great. I'm loving this. You're you're making the comment section lit. You are the MVP right here. It's not Chris or I. It's you. Um, see, go and, get more people. And your lady friend Bonnie because I live TikTok. with her. Go, go um, get your TikTok friends. Yeah, TikTok. Yo, I, I put two cat pics on TikTok to make the cats compete against each other. Gus won. Anyhow, hey, when, job, did you, when did you migrate? In, uh, theoretically, if you I, if you take like a TikTok of like the screen or the channel and say twitch.tv slash behind that suit, um, you could. Anyway, Chris, uh, when did you start actually deciding to become a rapper? Not just a guy who puts rap lyrics on memes, no, dude, which is – Bro, that that like I'm not even trying to I'm not even. So they were you like, right your question are, your question is answered. You, you absolutely detention, may. <laughs> detention in that detention room. My first thirty six is how it started. I wrote thirty six bars. Do you when remember I those thirty six? Do you remember? All that? I remember was I'm sitting in these four walls, closing in. My brain is sinking. I'm drowning like the Titanic, and something is shifting. And then the rest. Yo, what's the rest? I don't remember, bro. That was like over okay. a decade. <laughs> so when did you like actually migrate from I'm going to write Facebook stuff to I'm going to start writing song songs? Uh, when one of the girlfriends I was dating basically challenged me to do it because mm. as an impressionable young kid who doesn't really know where to go in life um, – didn't really have like that background of like be a doctor be this it was really just do good in school okay but the fuck does that mean i get a 60 i do good i pass good job that still doesn't set me up for life or what do i want to do or any aspect um that also does have to do with my adhd and because at one point i wanted to be like a police officer a construction worker or this or that or this um so with that um I just decided that, you know, she was right. I had no ambition. I was talking a lot of shit about making music and stuff. People, people saw my lyrics and they were always asking questions. And then I figured, yeah, it was time to, it was time to do something. And then, as you may know, the very, very first song that solidifies me as Chris Chrome is, uh, whoa, broken carousel. Um, and that is literally the relationship that set me off into being the rapper I am today. Uh, well, that's not actually true. Like that's, that's not actually true. Right. I mean, bring it back then. Bring it back to not, the truth. Like, 
Okay, so two two truths actually. It's kind of confusing. So the first one is that it is that relationship uh, when I actually first met when we met and everything you and I and then uh, I, I put out whoa put it out on SoundCloud respect to SoundCloud for that. Uh, but before that before that was actually I was part of Cloud Nine Music Group uh, and I was making music over there too with uh, shout out to Chris Ca- Chris Cash the Gifted. He's my boy. That guy makes great production. That, uh, that dude, like I, I, dude's my man. I get beats from him. I can we hook him up. I'm gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna interview him. It's crazy. Oh, can, can I just stop you there? So a qualifier of being your man is that I can beat you. Huh? Oh, he makes. He said, beats he's my from... man's. Oh, okay. I completely fucking. He did just shout out SoundCloud. I caught that. I just let him go, but I caught that he did give a shout out to SoundCloud, and I thought that was cute. Um, anyway, I misunderstood what you meant by the beats. I thought you meant like, yeah, he can beat I mean, me. Older, if me you want to go at it, fam, we can do a behind that suit little brawl, bro. I see you out there doing the runnings, doing the things. I'm proud yeah, of listen, you. Listen, listen. Me and my cubby ass. <laughs> if we go toe to toe, Chris, it's over. Um, okay, but, okay. but back to your story. Um, back um, to your uh, relationships. Yeah, so... Or the, sorry, the truth part. before the truth and the two truths right, and the other right. truth, so, big up SoundCloud. So Broken Carousel was when I officially decided Chris Chrome you is got a that, solo Wendy. act. Uh, Chris Chrome is a solo act and that's it. Were you in like, a group before that? Yeah, I was part of uh, I was part of Cloud9 Music Group. Uh, it had me, Chris Chrome, Chris Cash the Gifted, uh, Solo Wait, the, the other Chris Chrome? No, me, me as in Chris Chrome. Because remember, there was another Chris Chrome back in those days. No, no. See, that's the problem. There was never a Chris Chrome. There was only a Chrome. The other, the other official Chris Chrome is a YouTube streamer for for games. I looked it it. all up. Back when I was in 2012 rapping, the guy who battle raps currently is Chrome used to go by the name Chris Chrome. Back in the day. And we, you, you spoke to him. You told me you got his blessing for his name. Is the, did I tell you this or did you do some research? You told me this because literally we talked about it and oh, I'm like, shit. are you no, sure no, that no, you no, want no, to no, be no, that? Because no, like for me, it was like when you no, came up and said, no, my no, name's Chris no, Crow. I'm not when, like when I met you, I'm like, here's the thing. I, I know that you're Chris Chrome, but I mean, I shared a stage with another guy who has yes. had that name before yeah. you. Yeah. So, okay. So back in high school, um, Chris Chrome, literally, I woke up one morning and I was like, I need a rapper name. Chris. Christopher. Chris Chrome. Yeah. I like that. Oh I like that. Hard on the outside, soft on the inside. Mm. Mm. Representative of the feather I got. Mm. Yes. Okay. I like that. The feather came way after your name. Anyway. Did no, it not, didn't. Uh, no, it didn't. So, no, no. The feather, the feather officially came after my name. But I've always had an idea, and you can actually ask my biological mother about this. I've been wanting to get a feather of Chris Chrome tatted on my chest for years, since I was like sixteen. For years. So you guys uh, know Chris Chrome's logo, which we neglected and maybe should have added to the stream, is a beautiful feather that says Chris Chrome on it, which you can see on his YouTube channel. Um, all right, so you were part of this group, Cloud Nine, is your original part of being a rapper. If I'm trying to get the story straight a yeah, little bit, yeah, that's so like, start, that's like so from Facebook rapper, you see your Facebook ca- caption guy, and I guess this attracts Cloud Nine to you. 
No, nah, so I okay, that's a really fucking crazy story, but I started Cloud Nine. Okay, tell me more because if you want to break the freaking CB Mac record, you're gonna no. have to talk for a good Please. hour more than you've done. More than an hour. Whole my whole night is dedicated to you. I ain't got shit to do. I've been waiting for this. So Cloud Nine Music Group, in a way, it's all confusing. But I created Cloud Nine Music Group. Um, I was working at a call center where I actually met the girl. And okay, became... how old are you now? I feel like you're a 12 year old posting to Facebook, and then now you're saying? in a call center. Well, that's because. A lot of my rapping stuff was only lyrics. I didn't post anything until I was like mm. 18, 19, 20, 21. A lot so of my rapping just like, was so from like, with and writing on Facebook. That's all I ever did. Write so in my from notebook. Like 12 to 20, it was that. It was just writing yeah. in your notebook, freestyle yeah, with the right, homies, right. those ciphers where nobody ever sees yeah. the thing. Shout out to the best friend, CPT <clears throat> Josh. Question. Were you busting out freestyles at party to try and get some girls back in the day? Like if the phone came out and the beat started playing, would you get in the circle and bust a couple of lines? I would be the last guy because I ended up growing up in the era where freestyling, nobody wanted to hear freestyles because they only wanted to hear the good rappers and everybody that was around me and hanging around me was just like, you can't rap for shit. But mm. I talk way like, and this is what always fucked with me. And this is probably like my my pathetic defense mechanism I use to make myself feel better. But I'm sitting here going, you can't talk shit about my rapping skills if I genuinely, like generally talk better than you. My vocabulary on a general basis is better than you. You can't talk shit about my rapping skills. Like your, your criticism to me, like you can talk shit about my flow, but you can't tell me. You can't tell me what I'm saying is shit. I'm making full-on fucking sentences. I'm fucking describing some shit. Yo, hold like, on. CB Mac, remember that nice guy freestyle battle league thing? Still on the list. We're going to pull that off on Twitch. It's just coming when the time go. comes. We're going to talk go. after. We got this. We got this. Hey, so Back to you, Chris. A lot of, a lot of like, me being a rapper, too, came from me having a lot to say, nobody wanting to listen. So I just had to start saying shit. And every time I would start freestyling, you know, I, again, I'd always get into the emotional stuff. Mm. And I think that people didn't want to hear that. And they always wanted to hear like the gun bars and the gangster shit, but it's hard for me. First off in my brain, in my circle of white friends, I'm the only black guy there. First off, like in my brain, second of all, we don't come from the hood fam. We come from the suburbs. We were all on fucking yellow school buses, safety in the fucking morning with like goddamn fucking parents, six cars there watching us and shit. We don't come from drug land gangbanging, bro. Who the fuck you think we are? Why am I going to be making freestyles on the street at a fucking bus station with 12 fucking cop cars and everybody's there like, oh, well, we're just going to get on the bus and be respectful. Yeah, there was fights. Yeah, there was this. But you know where I was during the fight? Sitting at the bus bus waiting for my bus. Why? Because I had a mother who would back, like, beat my backside if I didn't get home on time. So I ain't going to rap about that shit. Then when, Yo, I did rap, wait, then when I did rap about that shit just to entertain and because it's easy and you can kind of put on that act, people would question me and be like, oh, you don't really act like that. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Y'all are stupid. 
Like y'all clearly don't know music. You don't understand creation. You don't understand art. You don't understand like the idea of putting of like building a persona, a brand, an image, something that you're not. Mm. I can't, I can't, I can't listen. At one point I had to be like, look, this is my journey, not yours. I and shout course. out to that girl. Shout out to that girl. Lo- much love and respect to her. She's a queen. Shout out to that girl, my ex-girlfriend back in the day, who who really busted my ass to get me to get to to, to, to where I am. Thank you to her. I appreciate that. Yo, I'm going to have to go take a second pee break because my bladder is betraying me here. So Yo, I'm gonna be I right back. So, no, can we take like a little break break? Put up the little, little thing just so I can say I did make the little thumbnails thing. We'll be back in about like right. a little five minutes. So, okay. Five minutes, Chris. You have five minutes. I'm going to set the little timer right now. Uh, God, but if you want to thumbnails, you already know. You already know. I made this. If you like so it. So I'm setting it to come back at 1900. So that's 7 o'clock, Chris. Be here right, at 7 o'clock, ready to go.